Hello everybody, Megazord Xer, back at it again to give y'all another very exciting video. And for today, we got my Zardcast episode 28 to go through and talk about. Not a crazy amount of stuff that happened within the past couple of weeks though, but just enough stuff where we can have a fairly good solid time here on the episode for tonight though. But with me tonight, I do have um, Steven here with me. How are you doing, man? Bazinga. Alrighty. And uh, before I actually get the thing started off, I didn't want to make this a full-on pop culture segment thing, but I still want to mention it anyway because it's, it's my show regardless, though. But um, today was, uh, for the sports fans out there, today was Selection Sunday for the for the NCAA tournament. And, and my Hogs, um, they, were, they were ranked out hardly any issues. The problem is, is we got Gonzaga coming in on the other corner of the bracket. If we keep winning and they keep winning, we'll, we'll probably face off as two sweet 16s to try to get to the lead eight. That's where I have my issues at, though. But I, I'm excited nonetheless with March Madness because, you know, I, I start formulating brackets and stuff with my friends and family and stuff like that. So good time if, you, if you're a sports fan or even if you're just a casual fan, people just store, sort of still fill out brackets just to kind of compete with people because, you know, you got like cash money pools and all that stuff. You know, sometimes money's on the line and whatnot, though. But yeah, so a fun time and whatnot, though. If I do have to come back here within my episode 29 of my podcast, and if my hogs are still in, that means they're final fours. That's going to be a dedicated pop pop culture segment thing. Like, I, I'm going to have to talk about that. There, there's no holding that back. I mean, I, will they make it there that far? I mean, I don't know, but I won't bet against my hogs because, I mean, I, I'm right there with them with all that stuff. But if you want to hear any about my other thoughts about March Madness, I'll probably be tweeting about it a lot at Megazard underscore X. I'll probably be tweeting about it because the, the tournament and stuff starts up as early as Tuesday and Wednesday with the first four, last four out, all that stuff, and then officially kicks off on Thursday. So follow my Twitter account. You want to keep um, you know, keep up to date with March Madness and some of my thoughts and whatnot, though, because I'll be tweeting about it for the next <laughs> about a month or so, though. But, yeah, so honestly, some fun stuff up ahead, though, for sports fans, though. But I did want to get that out there before I officially start up here within my stuff, though. But not too heavy in the pop culture segment stuff. And then we got a, a few decent amount of um, gaming topic stuff to go through and talk about as well, though. So well, without any further ado, let's go ahead and jump up straight up into that pop culture segment. All right, so first up on the docket, I got to talk about, we did have a, a merge between Crunchyroll and Funimation. And we knew that this happened golly like months ago because we knew like sony went ahead and bought at&t or not from at&t they bought crunchyroll and from then we knew that they were going to somehow merge crunchyroll or funimation or at least run both these two different set um these two different companies i guess technically they were going to be separate they're going to merge them together do something like that we just didn't know how all the little details were going to play out though but we did get confirmation um as early i think it was like on march the first when it dropped out though but yes it does seem like they're moving all of the content that's on funimation and moving it into crunchyroll itself now me personally i've been a big funimation fan i personally like dubs over subs um for the most part that's just how like i feel like if i were to throw a ratio out there like 80 percent of stuff i watch is probably dub and maybe maybe 20 or maybe 15 percent to be honest it's probably sub stuff so yeah so honestly i was a big funimation fan and it's kind of interesting having both these two merge at least at this point there's gonna be a very few exception of different animes where 
I feel like the majority of anything I might be watching will already be with the Crunchyroll Funimation side anyway, and a very few things might be on high dive, and I can't think of any other kind of uh, anime um, distributors outside of Crunchyroll and Funimation where I would have to get some other service outside of high dive. So that is interesting. And in terms of mo- – oh, do you have a question about it? I was going to say – no, I was just going to – I was just – like Sony wanted to monopolize the anime business. I mean, I mean that's what you're basically doing. Because I mean, between these two companies, like literally, like I feel like ninety percent of all anime kind of will go to one or the other. Um, and especially now that they're merged together, that's basically how it plays out. So yeah, Sony was definitely making that pull or making that move. But I was trying to think, what was the? Oh yeah, so I said after that. We um so now that these are two merged, it's the the big question has popped up is like how in the world are they gonna handle the merge? Are they gonna, you know, move all your account information over and all that stuff though? But the way how they basically stated it out is is they're gonna be moving basically their whole catalog of stuff over to the Crunchyroll side of things. However, how long that would take, that's the big question. I feel like they said they're gonna try to get a, a good chunk of the stuff done within like the within the next month. So by the time the end of March is done with or whatever though. But I mean, yeah, it, it's still gonna take a little bit of time though. Now, as of how quick do you need to make the jump over from Funimation to Crunchyroll, like I use for myself? Um, from this point moving forward, spring anime season that starts up in April onward. All of the new anime is only going to be on Crunchyroll side of things. It's not going to be like on Funimation anymore, though. So any brand new anime from spring season onward from this point moving forward, it's all going to be exclusive on the Crunchyroll side. However, are... any... Oh, yeah. What's up? Is Crunchyroll's price increasing? Yeah. Once it stands now, the, the, the pricing is still the same. So, like, the basic tier is about 8 bucks a month. If you do the fan tier, it's like 10 bucks. And I think if you do the super fan or whatever it's called, it's either 13, I think it's somewhere between 13 or 15 bucks or something like that. But no, as the price stands good. right now, it, it's still the same. It's still the same. Who knows if they will try to bump that up, but as it stands now, it's all the same. I was just saying, that seems, I don't know, that seems pretty good, especially now that they're merging libraries, keeping the same price. Yeah, the big question is is how long they're going to keep it like that because I wouldn't blame them that they're going to try to jack everything up by at least two or three bucks since they're all merged. But right now we're. we're Well, I'm pretty sure. Here's the. I think I I can kind of see what the strategy is. Art. The strategy is introduce a bunch more new content. Their subscription, and then after they buy their subscription. They jack up the price. So then the consumer either has to, you know, pay more to keep getting what they want or, you know, keep paying. Well, yeah, you pay, pay more or lose it. And after they've already paid a month, you know, it's a lot easier for them to buy a second one. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 That, yeah. That makes perfect amount of sense because I'm like, like... it's kind of manip- manipulation. Let's just say that manipulation from Sony. I mean, yeah, because that's basically like what even what Disney Plus they started low. They started on the low end. I think it was like seven bucks a month or something like that when they first originally announced it, and it it's, was going to be a thing. It's still like eight, and it's, it's like fun. it's eight. I think they I moved know. it up a dollar or two since they, what? No, it might have been as low as six bucks when they originally started. I can't remember, but they moved it up either a dollar or two dollars since their original launch. 
So that's what they it were was, trying to do. I swear it was five ninety nine. I yeah, swear yeah, yeah, like six bucks. I think it might have been six, and right now I think it's up to eight bucks. I usually do the I pay in the oh, whole no, yeah. year, so I about get like what two months for free or roughly like that. If you pay in years out in advance or whatever, though, that's way how I do it. So I save a little bit of money though. But... Maybe, maybe I should be doing that because I right I paid for like a couple months on accident. Uh huh. Yeah. So I mean... yeah, maybe I should be doing what you do for that. Because I, I'm going to use it. Yeah, and especially if you got ahead of the curve, let's say if you had the money set aside and you already paid it up, think about it like this. You could literally, if you you know, if you know, do savings and you do a little bit of budgeting or whatever, though, imagine if you saved up and set aside the money that it would be per month at a discounted rate since you would pay a full year out in advance. So normally you'll pay 8 bucks a year, but I think if, it's, if you pay for the yearly, it could be like $6 and something cents. So if you set aside at six dollars and something cents for a whole year, by the time you would come to your renewal for a year, you had all that money set aside in your account, then just pay Disney and then boom. So it's acting like you know you're paying the cheaper amount. So if if you're smart about your money, you ideally could do that. But yeah. yeah. So also. Oh right. yeah, say what you're saying. Oh yeah. No, so okay, I was about I'll to. <laughs> Bro, I, I guess I'll go. But um, oh, shoot, I'm trying to remember what was the last thing I said. Um, I mentioned something about, um, oh, in terms of how they were going to handle the the shift over. So, yeah, and I mentioned how, you know, everything spring season onward is, is going to be coming purely to Crunchyroll side. And in terms of your Funimation stuff, um, if you're a Funimation person like me, I think this is where I last left off at. Um, you might be thinking, well, how soon do you might need to move over? Well, technically, they're nice about this. Because uh, they know they're going to be shutting down the Funimation stuff here fairly soon, though. So everybody that's subscribed to Funimation, I think prior to March the first. Well, no, I, I did that on purpose. I had to, oh. I had to stop for a moment though. But um, oh. if you happen to be a um a Crunchyroll person or not Crunchyroll, a Funimation subscriber, um, prior to February the twenty eighth, then you're able to actually um they they gave out codes where you're able to have a sixty day um trial for Crunchyroll Premium. I guess it's like the most basic standard tier for it, though. But yeah, they were able to give you that. So I have that sitting in my account, and I hadn't activated mine yet. And here's the reason why. It's because technically for all of the anime that they have currently going on at the moment that they're going through and dubbing, like, for example, uh, one of them is, um, I'm trying to think of one that they're dubbing, but they like Tribe 9. It's like a baseball-related anime, though, but it's like, it's a crazy baseball one. Like they fight in the Fucking baseball anime. Baseball. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's crazy. It's not like it's not like your traditional baseball or anything though. But anyway, like there's an anime like not that. like your it, traditional baseball. Oh no, it ain't. It, it really okay. ain't. Um. So well, what, they got what anime... do they like? Oh what? Yeah. I was just gonna say what you say. Is it like fucking super dramatic baseball where they like say where they like explain every single move? No, it's um. So you play baseball like almost like normal, but however you're playing it in like a big old city. So they they hit the ball and it flies somewhere deep in the city. Somehow they got all their players spread out across the city. They're chunking balls through there, and, you, and whenever you catch a ball, you don't just normally catch it and they're out. You have to forcibly tag them out. But when you forcibly tag them out, it's like a street brawl fight in terms of you being the runner and trying to avoid them. 
and then being the tagger and like you can like punch knock him out or whatever though and then you're just trying to round out all the bases and whatever though and they got like crazy bats they hit with etc like it's like it's like a hardcore street baseball it's weird but it's it's entertaining but uh, yeah so like for example an anime like that it's not quite on Crunchyroll just yet however they say for any active ongoing dubs they have for the series going on right now they'll continue doing those up until you know when they finish it whatever though so as long as it's still ongoing on Funimation side and it's not on Crunchyroll yet I don't see the need for me to fully switch over however because the spring anime season's coming up and the fact that you can only watch the new stuff on Crunchyroll, I'm holding out for the rest of March. And when April starts and when we start getting new um, shows for the spring season, then I'll activate my 60-day trial. So that will carry me for the rest of April and the month of May. So by the time June comes around, hopefully any ongoing dubs on the Funimation side would have wrapped up. They would have finished. And then I start putting my money towards Crunchyroll. That's the way I'm playing it out. It's probably the smartest way to play it out so that way you're still saving money regardless and you're still able to watch the new stuff on Crunchyroll and stuff but yeah so that's basically kind of how they broke it out if you happen to be one of those people that subscribe to Funimation for a whole year that's probably when you need to get in contact with some of their people at you know the FAQs or whatever though or talk to support because uh technically uh you paid so far out in advance I feel like they should kind of re um you know recompensate you for whatever else yeah i would say yeah i would i could can you pay for a whole year because if so yeah you're losing money yeah you can pay for a whole if you were able to pay for a whole year of funimation yeah you're able to so for those people it's a case-by-case scenario basis yeah which is so yeah i i feel account merge system especially i would say oh it's you know you could say like oh it's different code they own both of them now they can change the code. Yeah, they can like, change the code. They can either change the code or give you a really whole see new the... one to, you know, re- recompensate you for it, though, or something like that. Uh, that's a, or, yeah, you could just, like, yeah, they could literally just give you a 12-month code for Crunchyroll if they... Or whatever, or something like that. They could do something. So it's been, you know, a case-by-case scenario basis for whoever happens to be bought in for a whole year or whatnot though especially once the spring anime season comes out you're gonna want to start watching some stuff on crunchyroll just to keep up with your spring stuff like in spring you have like shield hero that comes out data live i'm trying to think of another one that i uh, i was looking forward to uh isn't isn't shield hero like subbed though at least until the like until the end of the year or something no uh shield i don't know no shield hero the, the second season it will be starting in the spring and normally the old Crunchyroll habit had um it being dubbed six episodes in but since Crunchyroll and Funimation are mar- Funimation's it let's say if it was a pre-covid world Funimation would normally dub stuff either the day of you know like same day dub or it'd be two yeah. weeks behind the sub so I will that say, policy with dubbing stuff with Crunchyroll might probably change with the system of Funimation I very much hope they keep the same dub for Shield Hero because oh, I no, like no, that they dub. Usually, they usually do. They keep the same voice. That that's the thing. All you got to do is keep they got the same Zander, voice actor. Yeah. So they I'm got sure they, they got will. yeah they got Xander Mobus. So I fucking hope so. But yeah, have so, you watched Shield Heroes, Ard? Bro, I wouldn't be talking about it if I hadn't. Oh, just making sure. All right, because yeah, I liked it. I no, very much liked. That's like the only anime that got me to give a shit. 
that's probably Crunchyroll's only thing that they dubbed that I thought was actually a really good dub outside <laughs> of um, Tony Kawa. So over then the why? Mode. That was like a rom com yeah, thing. That one's fairly oh, wait. good. But okay, the I think we should probably move on to the next thing. We've been talking about pop culture for a while, but I was gonna say two things. One, does Crunchyroll give you access to subs? Yes, they do. Yeah, that's primarily their big focus is the subs. They didn't prioritize dubs that much. Okay. Alright, so yeah, so that's basically going to do it for that one right there, though. So, um, ooh, so I didn't think we are going to be talking about anime that much. I mean, shoot. Can I bring up my own pop culture segment? Oh yeah, go ahead. Burning Red came out, and without spoiling anything, it's it's a good movie after the first five minutes. That's that's all I'm gonna say. Uh, like Zard, you know all the trailers for that movie that like people don't like. A little bit. The weird thing with that movie is, honestly, I have to say, I don't remember seeing too much in the lead up to it in terms of the trailers and stuff until like once the movie dropped. Then I started seeing some stuff here and there on TV and yeah. whatnot, though. It was weird because I guess they originally that. it was supposed to come out on in the movie theaters and then they pushed it to Disney Plus. Yeah. It was only thanks to one of my friends that kind of knew that this thing was actually a thing. I don't, I don't know. This is weird. I don't know. I just missed some, a lot it's, of the promotional yeah, material. Yeah, because here's the thing. From someone who's watched the movie, the first five minutes are so unbearably hard to sit through that the rest of the movie being pretty good surprises me. Hmm. It does not ever reach any of the highs that Pixar is known for, but I'd say it's just a nice movie to watch. It was fun. I enjoyed it. I would recommend it if you just like, you know, if you like, movies i guess which you do so i think you're safe to it and watch it at some point i still have that in the uh uh the other disney movie that came out recently you know of it i just can't think of the name off the top of my head i know of it i'm trying to think what it was um in camp in oh i'm surprised you haven't fucking watched that honestly zard you just never got around to doing it it's pretty good. Like, hmm. it's, I don't know. I, I think Sonic thought it was, like, just all right, but I actually relatively liked it. But, yeah, I'll, I'll get it. I'll get around to watching those Disney movies, though. But I guess that pretty much does it in terms of our pop culture segment. So we'll go ahead and switch over to the gaming news. Right, so to kick things off, we did get the confirmation that um, Square Enix is doing something that I know a lot of Nintendo fans really wish that Nintendo would do, but they actually managed to release a YouTube channel that soundtracks for all the different um, IPs that Square Enix had. Chrono Trigger, Final Fantasy, the Mana series, etc. I think everything but maybe Kingdom Hearts or something like that, because I think that has like different you know ties with you know, other... That's Disney. Um, yeah, with Disney and stuff. So yeah, so there's other ties up in that one. So not that one, but everything else. And I think maybe Dragon Quest too. But yeah, so a lot of their different. No, um, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, so a lot of their different franchises like that. 
now you can listen to it on their official YouTube channel, which they were pretty good. They did put some stuff like Neo The World Ends With You and the original World Ends With You. Um, not only did they put it on the YouTube channel, though, but I think that was also on Spotify as well, though. So, yeah, it's just kind of nice to see a company actually put their stuff out there so that way you can kind of just sit there and listen to it and stuff like that. Well, Game Freak did that with EDSP, but I'd say that that website was not a good website. It was nice oh. that, that you could download it and all, but like, yeah. Oh yeah, they did. If only, do that. yeah. Hmm. Well, I'd be, I'd be happy if they did it with Gen Five. I, I like the music in Gen Five a lot. Yeah, which you know, I kind of applaud them for doing that because I mean that was like technically the first just, attempt. You wouldn't think that would happen with the Pokemon Company before just, Nintendo, but huh? Well, you well, that's the. I think that. Zard, I was about to say, I'm pretty sure, honestly, that just kind of shows how pathetic Nintendo is with the whole soundtrack thing. Like, shutting down Giva Sunner and not even releasing their own music. Even you gotta admit, it'd be very nice if they just release it themselves. Oh, no, yeah, I, I would agree. Like, if they could drop that mess and just put a lot of their stuff on Spotify or something like that, then I can just kind of scroll like, through it and stuff. You ever I, see... guess they want, I guess they want everybody just to go around... Uh, with their Super Smash Bros. Ultimate on their Switch, plugging yeah. their earbuds or putting their wireless earbuds because, you know, the thing has you remember, now. You remember the stupid-ass Smash Direct where they, like, say, oh, you can even turn put your Switch in sleep mode and still listen to music? That's, Zara, that's definitely what they want people to do. And Nintendo was like, hey, Sakurai, can you put this feature in? We want to market the Switch as an MP3. MP3 player. Like a- so big. I mean, it's, it's too it's big like for the that. old classic MP3. Like, golly, that takes me back in the days. Like, traditional MP3. Yeah, but like, like, oh my it's gosh. So, but those it's were so size. inconvenient. Yeah, it's so fucking inconvenient, though. That's the whole issue with it. Yeah. So, yeah, so I'll just prefer to have it where I can just either have it on my phone or whip it out on my laptop. Because, literally, in terms of the, the soundtracks they officially launched, I mean, the only thing that's official soundtracks that Nintendo has put out there is anything to put in their limited edition stuff. Like, for example, um, Fire Emblem usually gets limited editions all the time. So, like, Fire Emblem, um, not Fates, Fire Emblem, uh, shoot, I'm trying to think of the right one. Three Houses have one. I know Fire Emblem, um, Fire Emblem, Fire Emblem the And then, like, for example, in Legend of Zelda series, like, I have the Legend of Zelda one as well. Like, they always, like, put those in CDs, and I always have to remember sticking a CD in my laptop, burning it, um, burning it to my computer so that way I had it digitally on my laptop, and then putting the files on my phone so that way it was just convenient that I always had access to them, though. And then even now, like, my laptop I'm looking at right now, it doesn't have, like, a spot so where like, you stick the CD player up in there, though. So even so if like, they were to do that in the future, I wouldn't be able to even... It would be harder, or I have to go out of my way to get the stuff off that CD in a more convenient digital format. Yeah, so hypothetically speaking, you pirated music. You know, I own it. It's just moving it to a different spot. I mean, I had the, the rights to this, the physical CD. I just moved it to where it's on my phone. Because think about it. Nowadays, if they were to do that, you can't even hardly stick a CD into your laptops nowadays, though. Unless you're going to stick it in, like, your Blu-ray player and just play it off of your get TV out. like that. I mean, you, that's you like the only other way you can kind of do it. Laptop, you can still do it. And tell me if I'm wrong. Tell me, does this work or not? Can you just, like plug in a disk drive or no does it have to be like internally installed for no, that shit to, for this no, um you can you have you have to get like some kind of disk drive that's that plugs into a usb external. slot on your yeah it's an external one that plugs into a usb slot on your um yeah. 
laptop itself. That's the only way how you're gonna yeah. get something to run on it's, your thing yeah, if it doesn't take a disc. So Get why people just like to have music downloadable because here's the thing: a video game having it like physical actually matters, but video game music is so small. Doesn't fucking matter what format you have it in. You're still listening to video game music. That's how I see it, at least. Yeah, pretty much, um, though. Like you don't music is, it's it's only sound. Like videos and stuff, you know. People still buy movies and stuff. People buy vinyls, but they, they you know, people buy like vinyls and stuff for the novelty, not for the use. People buy like physical movies to watch physical movies, you know. Oh yeah. I don't yeah. know. Usually, and also music isn't something that like can be recreated. Like you know, if you have an old ass movie, it's kind of not always the easiest to like recreate that movie. I guess I'm trying to like say it in an easy way. Like you know, but m- music. I don't know. It's it's only sound. It's so much more, so much easier for Nintendo to drag and drop a fucking file of music on their website oh, and be like, okay, it, you can yeah, have it. Because it's just an MP3, which MP3s are naturally like really small compared to like like a video format, like something that's like an actual video size. Obviously, that's gonna be way bigger. But most MP3s, by the time you do that, you can even compress them down even a bit further though. But yeah, the file size on MP3s in general just fairly small. So yeah, I get the the talk about what you're talking about with it being pretty simplistic and kind of easy for them to do it. It's just the matter of fact that someone taking the time to sit down and because I know they got all that stuff somewhere, and a lot of them, like for example, like a lot of games nowadays, they'll let you go through and scroll through the soundtrack and then listen to certain things like on there. Like even like one I'm thinking of, like off the top of my head, like Persona Five Strikers. Um, if you bought that game digitally, I don't know if it was because you bought it earlier, like on the week of launch, but they had like a whole nother app that you downloaded on the switch itself that basically went through and played through the whole soundtrack of different things and i remember i was like oh okay and then later on they just dropped all that stuff for persona 5 royals and strikers uh soundtracks on spotify but yeah i mean there's ways and how they already naturally do it in their video games i know they got the file somewhere it's just them taking the time out to pick and pick and organize and where they're going to put this at. They're going to put it on the website or they're going to put it on a YouTube channel or they're going to drop it all on Spotify or do a, any combination of the three. They just got to sit down and actually do it. I just don't understand why they hadn't, but it is what it is right now. But hopefully they can turn face about if they see enough people in the industry doing it, maybe. I don't know, but at least Square Enix took the, the first step forward that they dropped on there though. But I, I might hear fairly soon though. Yeah. I'm, I'm, just sit, I'm just sitting here fucking dying in Demon Souls right now. My god. Yeah. So I guess we'll go ahead and spin it over to the next topic um, after the screenings music stuff because uh, we did get quite a bit of updates in terms of Nintendo Switch Online in general. I mean, quite a bit. So we got to take it one step at a time, though. So the first thing is um, they did bring up new Switch icons and missions that are available for Nintendo Switch online members. Honestly, I can't say when the last time we had the last update on the Switch itself where we got like normal icons or whatever. It's been months. It's sad. Months. That's pretty, that's like extremely sad how they can't just give us JPEGs. 
Yeah, so I, I don't know, but maybe it's because they had a different system in play, and I guess now we might be seeing the fruits of their labor or whatnot, though, because if you're having to be a Switch Online member, now they're starting to pump out icons out the wazoo, like way more than what we probably got within these past few weeks than what we had on the whole entire Switch and launch up until these, like, these past five years it's kind of crazy though but in it you're able to go into your like missions and rewards section and you're able to choose out all these different icons right now it seems like they're probably going to focus on two games a month at least maybe that might be the trend who knows we'll have to wait until april to actually get some concrete evidence of what the trend may be though but right now they're focusing on mario odyssey and animal crossing with the animal crossing side you have all the icons available and that's it like, they're not adding anything else. There's just a crap ton of them. You can, you can go through and choose what you want. At least with the Odyssey ones, they have that on a rotating schedule. So every Monday at some certain time at night, they'll rotate a new batch of icons and backgrounds and stuff. And it's not just icons themselves. It's the icons oh. with, like, a background itself with a potential, like, um, what's the other thing? Um, Like a border or something like that like, going around. A combination so of those every three week, things. It's been... It's been... 10 characters and five borders and five like little backgrounds which is cool i like the feature it now nintendo how long till themes are you gonna make us wait another five years for themes nintendo yeah i'm I'm just like mad about that they're gonna make you wait on them them like they're nice icons like i have i i like the odyssey ones and also just so you know the uh the the animal crossing ones are going to stay for like the whole year they're just going to rotate villagers because it's going to right now it's march birthdays i don't know if you've seen that it's you villagers they, they were with focusing birthdays on the animal crossing stuff for march but I thought it was only the just March, but you, you're you're saying that you thought you saw something on there where they're focusing on it, or at least it's gonna that category is gonna be up for a whole year. Yes, <clears throat> to my to my knowledge, Animal Crossing will be monthly rotations, while oh, okay. Odyssey 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 is gonna cycle out after the end of this month, and then okay. probably come back eventually. Because like they already confirmed Breath of the Wild and Splatoon two, but I guarantee there's more like. <laughs> Listen, yeah. give me fucking Smash Ult. Give me Smash Ultimate. Come on, Nintendo. Give me Smash yeah. icons. You know what? I want Xenoblade icons above anything else. And if they can't get the Xenoblade, then I'm like, with you, give me Smash. Because through Smash, then I can get my Xenoblade stuff with, like, with my Mithra and whatnot, yeah. though. So, Even just yeah, a fucking simple Shulk icon. Give me a Shulk icon. Give me a PNG that just says Xenoblade fan. How about that? And you know what's Nintendo. the most How shocking thing? Is the fact that what? Nintendo hasn't even dropped out any icons for the Pokemon series. Like, I'm like, what the freak? Like, you think that's a given? Like, how long I gotta wait over here to change my icon to I'm a Charizard, sure they, man? Pretty sure I'm they like, legally can't without I mean, paying I mean, games, I, without paying Pokemon I mean, all they gotta do, I mean, all they gotta do is coordinate with the Pokemon company, because, you know, they got part stakes up in that. I mean, it's not that hard. I'm like, come on now. Ugh. But anyway, like, I don't know, the only thing I can think of is that they don't want to add Pokemon icons because they don't want to, you know, they don't want to have a screen full of them. I guess. Or yeah, I don't know. I I feel like the, they don't want Pokemon icons because Pokemon games have you now Pokemon games have their like trainer cards and all that and stupid ass shit. 
I'm pretty sure Pokemon Company, as stupid as it sounds, I'm pretty sure Pokemon Company wants the game Pokemon Sword and Shield themselves to be a social interaction experience. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you know, they want you to have... I can't, I wouldn't be surprised if one day we get, like, you know, make your Pokemon account. I mean, you kind of do that through the Pokemon's website, yeah. though, for some few things that they do with trading cards and all that stuff, though. But, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah it, but it, like, it is kind of out there. I wouldn't be surprised if we get there with the games eventually. Yeah. Like, just, like, you know, make your Pokemon account that you use for everything Pokemon, which I would be opposed to, honestly. I mean, I mean, yeah, they're big enough to kind of do that if they wanted to, though. But also, along with the icons, there are missions associated with it, which is the kind of closest thing to achievements, but it's not really achievements because it's not, like, game-specific. I like it. It's like, it's it's... like for the Nintendo Switch in general, to be honest. Which, I don't know. Well, first of all, having just a nice easy way to get platinum points is nice. I don't want to go play Nintendo's stupid mobile games for platinum points. You need to play that Fire Emblem Heroes, man. That's the easiest way to grind out some platinum coins if you really need some stuff to get some physical rewards. Just saying, though. Well, it's not that I need them, because I don't. I just, like, would like to have them. I would like to be able to get some of those once in a while without having to sell my soul to Nintendo mobile game. But I guess it's kind of nice that they did do that, and they put that addition of getting platinum coins through that way, because all these icons and stuff like that for these, uh, for the, uh, for the icons for your profile, they all cost about roughly about 10 or 5 platinum coins each. So at least do missions. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's 5 10, for backgrounds. Yeah, 5 for backgrounds, for 10 for characters. So at no. least doing a few of those can net you uh like three hundred coins, which could honestly get you, um shoot like thirty different icons. So basically, yeah. you doing the missions basically allows you to get all the different icons, and especially for those ones that rotate on the week, you might as well get as much as those as you might possibly think, because this is almost gonna be like a collecting game. Because uh, uh, for some people, they're not gonna be able to have every single thing unless they rerun some of these stuff or whatever though but at least they put the missions up in there so that way you can keep a recurring amount of platinum coins coming in that allow you to still get more icons so this is kind of nice it reminds me a lot of nintendo badger arcade except not nintendo like you know just your icon but the only thing i'll say make it so you can combine stuff from different franchises nintendo don't like well, lock all yeah. the Mario Odyssey stuff to Mario Odyssey specifically. Like, of course, you know you'll be able to mix and match all of the Odyssey stuff, which is cool. But like, I don't know. I think it'd be a lot cooler if you could personalize your icon with your two favorite series. Like, you know, have a Breath of the Wild icon with an Animal Crossing character. No, put a uh, put um dog. I'm trying to think of like if you had a background of like the uh, of that. What what is that one kingdom? The one that basically is like dark soulish or something like that, and then gonna, put okay, like listen, uh, Tom listen. Crook of put Tom Crook up in front. You say you're, that? You're like what the heck? <laughs> you fucking here's the thing. You say that? I'm gonna be very mad if they skip over that kingdom. Be better. I mean, I want I will. I want the dragon from it. I want that dragon. Oh, you're right about it. Well, yeah, you want that dragon, yeah. bro. No, yeah, because yeah, that that's ruined kingdom. If you remember from Odyssey. Yeah, that's the whole. That's what I'm trying to say. Crap. 
crap, crap, crap. I mean, I already got the dinosaur, and the dinosaur was cool, though. But I also want that dragon, though. But yeah, so that was just one of the many updates they did for the Switch Online. But here's another one that they also did. Because they did um, update the uh, the Switch Mobile app to version 2.0.0. The main difference with this is, is the fact that you can actually see um, people's statuses online. So you can actually check on your phone to see if someone happens to be playing their Switch online. And you can also change your status update to where you're either visible or not visible to other members as well. And then you can also whip up your friend code. You're able to copy it and paste it, which honestly, that's a whole lot more convenient now. You'll be able to copy it and paste it like on Twitter or Discord or something like that. You don't have to worry it's about nice. pulling up your actual switch yeah. and then, you know, looking up there and then retyping it down. So it is, you know, a, you know, a little bit convenient now in terms of sharing that around, though. But that's it, except for the fact that it has like a black background, which I kind of like that better compared to the red background-ish. Well, I think it was like I half swear red, it half always, black. No. It might have been half it's, red, it's half same black. Background. It's the same background, Zard. Sure. I'm pretty sure it was it's like the half, red, half black. I don't yeah. know. You wanna know you wanna know what would be better, Zard? You want like that app would be so much better if you could just voice chat with any of your friends at just send them an invite. You don't have to be playing a game. Oh, yeah. If you could Which... Yeah. Yeah. Like no, but like you don't have to have a texting feature, but you could should have an invite to a call. And, you know, if you accept the – and, of course, you know, if you have a child's account, that wouldn't be – you know, you wouldn't be able to do that. But if you have an adult's account, you can connect that to your – talk to people. That would be so much better because like, I could, like, talk to – you know, I could, like, contact people on my friends list that I haven't, like, played with in a while and be like, hey, you want to play? Yeah, which honestly kind of reminds me of PlayStation's app, which that one's open for anybody. Which is much better. Yeah, I know. You don't have to necessarily be like an online member for PlayStation, though. Like, you're able to join in calls. You're able to, like, text chat. You're able to even drop pictures up in there. And, I, yeah, I think I already said um, join in calls themselves and whatever and see yeah. what people are online and what they're playing. So it seems like Nintendo's kind of moving towards that, but keeping it within the That's online side, I guess it's kind of keeping it different. I guess... But. I guess the whole thing's are. I'm just kind of sick of Nintendo taking baby steps. I mean, yeah. It, I mean, it is kind of annoying them taking baby steps, though, but I'm just kind of glad we're, we're getting It's not like this somewhere. is hard to figure out. Yeah. That's the thing, though. You should, I, at least for me, tell, I don't know, Zard. I, I'm not glad that we're getting somewhere. I'm mad that it took so long. Mm. Like, you know, you can be both. At least I don't know, I'd say that being both is definitely a good idea. Just because, you know, Nintendo doesn't give us these things because, like, like PlayStation fans would call the next system got rid of half of those features. Nintendo fans would justify it, saying that as long as they focus on, which is what, you know, that's what Nintendo fans always say. I mean, yeah, you got got some points, though, but... all All the Switch has is its exclusives. Switch mm-hmm. has lost like every other unique thing it had. Even Steam Deck has like portability with a bunch of options. Yeah, because I will say this: the fact that um, well, number one, you can't even forget the fact that um, their online infrastructure was using stuff with what was it, the Windows ninety seven, Windows ninety eight, or ninety eight, or something like that. Like, like that's how long they've been using. Like, I guess they went with the whole mantra: if it's not broke, don't fix it, except for the exception of Smash. But it was that 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 was it was broke. broke. But 
outside of that, most of their other online stuff hadn't been too terribly bad, with the exception of Smash. Have you though. played Mario but, Maker Two? Have you played Mario Maker Two? Genuine um, question. Have you? Yeah, I'm played shoot, it's, Super it's, Mario it's Maker been, Two been, online. It's been a hot minute, but I do remember playing that, and yes, that game it was is, rough too. Sorry, sorry. I have over a thousand seven hundred hours in that game, and it is by far the worst online experience I've ever played. That's, that's all I'm gonna say. Uh, that's yeah. all. That's all I need to say. But yeah, so going Favorite back on games that, on the Switch, have... but it has the worst online known to man. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, but they have been making steps in terms of them kind of changing the infrastructure up. Because if you look back at it, it was something I reported back in my Zarkast episode, maybe like a few episodes ago, where um, Nintendo was investing like up to like almost like a billion dollars worth into like pouring that money that they got profited off of Switch back into their own company um, and expanding their um, region over there in Japan. They've been doing that. Then you turn around and you look at Nintendo's website and they, they gave that thing an overhaul and it's completely different from the traditional way. You've seen pre press releases, how they're saying how we're going to be continuing the Nintendo account thing moving forward. Hopefully that will apply with digital purchases as like we go from like a Switch to a Switch version 2 and maybe being able to kind of remember the purchases you've been making. I mean, because if they choose the same form factor moving the, from this point forward on, they'll be able to do things like that. You've seen them doing an update on the Switch Online app as well. They added the addition yeah. of the Switch icons and now they're actually doing missions which is probably the closest thing okay. that we had to accomplishments the stuff has been piling up and it's been one thing after another after another for the past i think a couple or a few months now so they've been making those changes to their online infrastructure it's just not all at one time which you can never do anyway unless you want to break or crash your servers any signs of it so i'm i'm just kind of keeping my eye on yeah. eye on on it for like the next year year and a half yeah. and see what we're gonna be at in like a year from now or something like that only problem with that new website is that it's worse. For me, it's actually been better and a little more convenient. I mean, yeah, it was bad when they originally launched it. Like, what? Because we were trying to get, me and Bronto were trying the to get three, three, the 2DS XLs, which the day that they dropped those out was the day that they updated their website. So I was like, wait a minute, this looks completely different. But yeah, after that, after I ironed out some of its kinks and stuff, it's easy seeing the platinum points. It's, um, they put more stuff up in the shop where it's like exclusive stuff or like if you have an online membership or you just have traditional or whatever, though, I mean, it, it, it's actually a cleaner website. I actually like this version better than the other one. It's just a lot more convenient stuff. Shoot, the fact that you don't even have to, um, if you pay, was it 50 bucks online, they won't actually charge you for shipping anymore when they used to charge you for shipping on anything that, that you bought on their store. So I was like, oh, thank goodness for that. But yeah, so it's just little things like that. They've been kind of going through and updating on that, though. But I guess we kind of drifted pretty far away from the Switch mobile app, though. But we'll go ahead and move over to the next Nintendo topic because um, we did get the confirmation that, yes, unfortunately, Advanced Wars Reboot Camp 1 Plus 2 has gotten delayed indefinitely. And it's been due to yeah. real-world events. And honestly, I was looking uh, yeah, back sorry. at this. Oh, hold on. Um, I think they've been, and I went back and looked at this real quick, and Advanced War has a really bad history in terms of launching their games. Because I heard, or, or I saw that, I think it was Advanced Wars 1, it also dropped roughly around a day or so before 9-11 actually happened too. Yeah, and I think it actually had right. to get like a little bit delayed or something like that with like the post of, with the shipping of the units and whatnot though, so... I think it's just a terrible timing. And originally, this game was supposed to be out last year, though, but it just kind of sucks. It's December. It was supposed to come out December 2021. Yeah. 
So it is a little sad. I was almost kind of looking forward to this though, but then again, there's so much stuff coming out now. So with this game being delayed, not really all is lost, and they could push this to the second half of the year, and I'm pretty sure it will still probably be fine. I, for how long would this get delayed? It's I not don't like necessarily it's a no. It's not like it's a new game. It is a remake. It's not like this is something that people are waiting to experience for the first time. Well, I mean, unless you missed it like me. Like, I, I never played any of the Advanced Wars series, which is going to be a good chunk of people. Yeah. Saying, oh, yeah. I know, I know we never talked about this. Advanced Wars being remade is another reason why I'm, I, I'm very much confident that we're not going to get GBA online. Like, why, why get the GBA online when you have the game yeah like you know what i mean like why would we put game boy advance online when people you know it's gonna make the remakes so bad same for like link's awakening i just don't really see the game boy system getting on switch online that's a whole nother conversation i guess though yeah that is another conversation at the um for a whole nother day because that's the one of the reasons why I feel like they probably don't give us access to GameCube because they can easily take one of those GameCubes, either make a remaster, do a yeah, resolution thing issue. or something like that. So as long as they don't make it easily accessible for other people to get it, then you can also turn it to make even more profit later on in the future, though. But we'll dive into the other can of worms and another. Yeah, well, event. I was just gonna. I was just going to say the issue is that they don't do that. They have, you know, GameCube games are by far the easiest games. You don't got to make any adjustments for motion controls. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't got to, you don't got to, you don't got to adjust the game in any way. It's just mostly a port job. So, and they just don't do it. But, um, yeah, Advance Wars, um, you know, probably not a good idea to go into complete detail about the whole political side of things. Besides, you know, obviously there is a situation going down that, you know, involves, uh, one of the parts of the game's name. Yeah, and I guess that's the main reason why they want to keep it out of the, you know, out of public perception with it, because you are going through game, or you're going through this game, and you're basically doing some of the same stuff that um, another country is kind of doing. Yeah, what another country they don't, they don't want to, they don't want to, they don't want to be seen as glorifying and or encouraging war. Yeah, so which listen, I don't agree with. Because I feel like you know it's a it's a fucking game, but like I get it, I definitely get it from a business standpoint on why they don't want to. Yeah, it's just mostly the business. Stuff. Although I will say this, I thought I remember seeing one of the characters in the game, and it kind of reminded me of a Russian. I can't remember exactly. I have to go back and look at the footage though. But I thought oh. one character well, kind of resembled one. I don't know. But well, I, yeah, I but like, but well, besides going into besides going into the political stuff, having a character in a game that's a Russian isn't a bad thing. It's not necessarily it's just, a bad thing. It's good for diversity and stuff like that. But w w when you release it at a certain time in history, where other things is going on, and people can make references and ties, where you know this game is not harmful at the end of the day. It's it's a it's a nice game. But when you compare it to what could be happening with real world events. That's from the business point perspective where you don't want to necessarily cross that line. And Nintendo has been a company before where due to real world events, they will delay certain stuff. Like, for example, there was like a tsunami that happened in Japan on uh, one time. And because of that, they delayed a Nintendo Direct for a whole entire week because they just do it yeah. out of natural respect. Like, Nintendo has well, always been known to do that. And they did well, it with Advance Wars to 1 be back fair, in To be fair, the tsunami hit one of the people, like one of their development studios. So yeah, 
and it was for a game it was for a game that wasn't out yet so like maybe they weren't comfortable showing off the game cuz maybe you know maybe that earthquake could have stunted development randomly you know I mean, yeah. it was like it was a and i think it was nd cube that was affected most which you know they make super mario party you know, all the Mar- new mario party stuff yeah so honestly it it is sad what's kind of going on with the real world events and my thoughts are out there for all of those that been affected and stuff like that though and if you happen to be one of those few people out there on the internet that is thinking that nintendo delaying this game is controversial and you're, you're butt hurt about it i mean i think you need to reevaluate <laughs> reevaluate yourself because at the end of the day these are yeah. just games lives are a whole lot more important we can always wait and be more patient for certain stuff like that and two it's not like nintendo shutting down all their games and saying they're delaying everything no there's still stuff coming out so you can just wait and abide yeah time. And i know a lot of people that are probably complaining Listen, about this anyway did you see are probably that? people that weren't even gonna pick up the games anyway to be honest they're just complaining about something yeah we, we literally have a game for every single well, we don't have release dates yet, but we mostly, we probably have a game for every single month of the damn year. A up big game, July, too. Almost up until, May like, is weird, a, but up it's until so, July, it's so, just about. It's so, it's so packed this Captain, I know that's for sure. Because, like, holy shit, man, there's so much stuff this year. I don't know what they could do. Yeah. But I guess that's pretty much it in terms of the Advance Wars side of things, though. You're missing the uh, PlayStation oh 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 yeah and okay it was a sub side thing and i didn't have it up on my obs side of things though but thanks for reminding me on it though uh, yeah because i did, definitely um, bigger than advanced wars yeah because um tail or i guess piggybacking off of the del- cancel or not cancel they base or not fully cancel they basically decided to say hey we're gonna um stop all transactions that are kind of going in and out of russia as well like you couldn't like they're not gonna do sell gran turismo over there you're not able to like buy stuff off of their um the playstation store and whatnot off of there and also like not sending any hardware up in there as well so you're not gonna see like playstation 4s or playstation 5s going up in there though so a lot of different stuff within the video gaming industry have been kind of siding with you know like we don't want to see senseless killing and whatnot though so a lot of people have been kind of pressuring russia in the sense that all right we're going to stop doing our business over there make ourselves look good from a you know business point perspective and we're not going to try to associate yourself with us similar like how nintendo is kind of you know not um they're delaying one of the games that kind of showcases off war a lot of this stuff has been happening with other companies sony is just one i pointed out but i'm pretty sure it's happening with a lot of other companies as well though I was saying I almost feel bad for like the innocent people in 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 Russia, you know, mm-hmm. that have to deal with all this, that just want to play games, you know. Nothing to do with what's happening over there. Yeah, which it it does kind of suck cuz I, I mean I hate and to be like, Yeah, I guess it's yeah. a but like I get it. Did you see and this is also part of this. You don't have this. Did you see that they basically allowed like legalized piracy in a way. Oh yeah, I over there. saw that and I was like, not, bro, yeah, that, I'm that's not gonna, out of retaliation. This is purely out of retaliation yeah. of most businesses saying, Hey, we're not gonna take it's, your business over there. So then they're like, well, It's not gonna we work about you, but yeah. They're not it's not gonna work because most people aren't gonna, you know, go through the trouble. You know, most people, at least for new 
Yeah, at least for newer games, they're not going to go through all of that. Yeah. Get a ROM, pirate it. You know, some people don't want to take that risk. It's like, I, I emulate stuff, but I definitely understand that there is a risk to it. Like, you yeah. know. You can get one good virus. Correctly, that will... you can lose your... Or it can mess up your hardware, etc. Oh yeah, virus. It's just viruses mostly. Yeah. But... but yeah, I think that was the only other thing I wanted to piggyback off of the Advance Wars being delayed, though. But thanks for Steve. Thanks for catching that one out for me, though. But yeah, so outside of that, we'll move over to the other Switch Online thing that we did get the re- confirmation and release Watch date Baker. for, and it's already it's out. One. Oh, one obscure remake. Of an obscure game. Okay, calling Advance Wars obscure is definitely wrong, but like, I'm just trying to like exaggerate how like PlayStation literally completely pulling out is a much more dangerous, much more risky move on their part. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to affect them much because people that. You know, well, obviously, people that already had the systems. Shutting down the... I don't, I don't know if you've seen this. Are they shutting down the PlayStation Store over no, there? It's, I mean, it's, I don't know if it's like shut down, shut down. But it's like... I guess, like, for example, if you were like to boot up the PlayStation Store, maybe it's just saying that it's offline or the servers are offline. So you can still kind of almost see it. But then when you go up into it, you can't buy or purchase or do any transactions. Something okay. like that. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure they'll flip the switch back on once everything gets settled, but for now, that's just how it is. Okay. But yeah. Yeah, I'm very interested. I'm very interested to see how that goes. I do feel bad for people over there, but at the same time, you know, it's going to be over. I hope this is over soon just for all parties involved. Because, you know, they, Nintendo, all these companies, they don't want to pull out of Russia. You know they um, they they make money off of that. They they make money from that. But right now, yeah, it, we can move on to F Zero. Bro, you didn't even let me do my transition after I tried to do that Listen, like three times in a row, bro. Yeah, well, you you did forget about those two things though. I those forgot, are very I forgot big. About, I forgot about one thing. I don't know about a well, second thing, I, but I, yeah. I brought I brought I brought up the whole thing about just like them allowing piracy, which is gaming related. Yeah. All right. So moving over to the next one, we do have F Zero X that was announced and released within like the span of a few days, um, dropping to the Nintendo Switch Online expansion pack. And honestly, I will have to say, if you're playing this game offline, probably the best. N64 game we probably have gotten on the system because you can't say there's that many games out there on the Nintendo 64 that run at 60 frames per second and looks as clean as it does with some of the um with some of the uh what what would you call it textures or I get yeah some of like the textures and stuff that they did oh. on the cars and stuff like that like th- this game runs clean super maybe clean. I'm just maybe I'm just on like super crack it almost looks cel shaded. No, or at least no, like but... the model in the in the Kirby have this weird ass stylized shading that I love. Mm-hmm. It it is a miracle that that game runs how it does on N sixty four. 
Yeah, I, I just don't even know how they pulled it off to begin with, though, but somehow they did. You got 30 racers, on, well, 29 plus yourself making a grand total of 30, um, racing on these courses, doing loops, going upside down, zigzagging left and right, making hops and like staying in the air before you land back down and stuff like that. And then you're able to knock people off the course or damage them. And then, you know, like they just die and whatnot. A lot of stuff is going on that track at any given one point. And they still pull that mess off. And you're still able to play it yeah. with up to four people online. Now, I know me, well, you, and Hacks managed to get online. Uh, and in terms of the online experience, then again, no. it, it, it's, you're, only, you're only as strong as your weakest link. So when we were playing with Hacks, it was kind of rough. Because his internet connection was, wasn't no, super hot. It was extremely rough. Kind of rough. No, it, it was extremely it, rough. Yeah. Like, it, was, it was charming. But, yeah, but it can be, like, you know, Mario Party with him runs fine. We had a game with you and him a couple weeks ago that ran fine, remember? Yeah. It's just that, you know, N64 on in a very interesting sense. It has its quirks. That's all I'll say. Yeah, I'll say that. I'll say it has its quirks. Yeah. And then I do remember, at least once we were, um, once we let Hack sit out, and it was just me and you. Oh, the the experience was almost night and day. And I was like, at least at that point, you had some stutter, but for the most part, it felt almost pretty consistent. I say almost, almost pretty consistent. Where at least I felt pretty good about moving the course, and there wasn't like too much delay or whatnot. Though now those matches were fun, and I I didn't know at the time how to do like the little twist barrel, like uh, like do like a three sixty spin. So you can kind of use that to knock somebody else up against the wall and do damage against them, against them and whatnot, though. I guess that's what makes some of the fun in general, though. But this is a really fun game. Like, probably the most fun I have with an N64 game in quite some time, to be honest, in terms of having that newness factor, but also, like, shoot, that, that makes controls. those hands. And the controls are... That's sick. Some that's of pretty the tightest sick. in the entire... Well, and also... It's the most responsive game on that whole package because a lot of those games have input lag, like a decent amount of input lag. Mm -hmm. So yeah, like it's nice. It 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 reminds me of what I expect from a game. <laughs> let's just say that. Let's just fucking let's just say that it reminds me of what I expect when I think of Nintendo re-releasing their old games. Yeah. So honestly, if you hadn't, I'm I'm very if, happy. I'm I'm extremely sorry. Oh yeah, I was just saying if you hadn't, if you already own the Switch Online expansion pack and you hadn't touched this game yet, I don't know what you're doing. But like, this is like one of the best games you could probably play up there in terms of like a multiplayer sense. One of the best games you can play up there, along with like Mario Kart 64 and Mario Tennis, I guess you had like we had a pretty good time playing that up there though. But I think like this F Zero X is probably the the best I would say multiplayer game that we have on the system right now, um, with the exception of maybe Mario Kart 64 though. But shoot, that that, that game just hits hard. Like holy shoot, the music stuff too, man, it it just looks real good. And that 60 frames per second just. I think I think that's that's the main um that's the main highlight of the day right there is just that sixty frames per second though, but I think that's pretty much all I have to say on S Zero X. So we'll go ahead and move over. I think to like one of the last major Nintendo focus related stories I have for today, because um, they did drop a demo for Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Now me personally, I hadn't actually managed to go through and actually play the demo just yet. 
I will at some point. I just don't know when. But, uh, Stephen, have you played through the demo? What are you doing? It's a fantastic. I know it's. I know it's probably fantastic. I I just hadn't gotten the time to sit down and do it yet. I mean, what are you doing? I mean, I know there's there's a lot of stuff that's coming out right now, and I'm I'm juggling my hands with some of the stuff, which we'll we'll talk about a little later once we get to the what you've been playing segment, though. But I mean, my my hands has been tied. My hands have just been tied. I know this is a game. I know, man. I will eventually get. I will eventually get. I just probably won't get it at launch, but I might push this out and maybe get it in May when nothing really comes out in May. Like, literally, there's nothing that I know of that I wanted to get in May, so it's probably going to get moved out to that month because I know there's some other stuff like, like what was it, Persona 4 Arena Ultimax that's coming out in, like, a few days from now. Hey, so, Zard. Well, I was about to say, I, I would say May should be, like, your your backlog month, but, like, I don't know. That's what I'm doing. May is going to be my backlog month. Work on most of the Pokemon games. Work on some of my PS5 games. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I kind of just do my stuff wherever I can kind of fit it in at. Because, um, honestly, that backlog, it just gets... Um, I just trim it wherever I can fit it in at this point, though. But, honestly, I've seen some good stuff from the demo. A lot of good impressions from people either streaming it or, you know, talking about the demo and stuff like that, though. So, I could tell this is, is going to be a charming game. It's going to be a charming game. It is the... It is the perfect evolution of 2D Kirby. It is exactly what I expected when I thought of the game. Mm-hmm. And it's very similar. Yeah, I think it's just like I think it's just like paying respects, but like it's extremely similar to Return to like it has a lot of Dreamland on the Wii, which you got recently. But basically if you didn't know, Return to Dreamland was originally going to be on the GameCube as well as a like Return to Dreamland and and a like 3D Kirby game. So like if you think about it Kirby was supposed to go 3D almost 20 years ago but it never happened. Hmm. And it's it's so nice to see it finally happen because the series has kind of been in that rut. But like it's not really in a rut because Kirby games are consistently quality and consistently fun. Like Planet Robobot, the one on th- the last one on 3DS is like the best one in the series. But uh, Forgotten Land has the potential to take that spot. Yeah, and I guess at least it's, for it's, me personally, um, and I think it applies to a whole bunch of other people, people that play you know different games outside of Kirby and whatnot. Though Kirby games you know, um, are basically, like, the most um, easy in terms of, or at least the most accessible. Maybe I'll go with that word. The most accessible to basically any gamer, whether they be young or whether they be old or whatever, though. Like, you're not getting into, like, a super difficult game. So for people that kind of play, you know, normal average games or super hard games, you know, average to hard games, um, when they come and play a Kirby game, it's pretty simplistic and kind of go into the game. You kind of just kind of go through the emotions or whatever, though. Like, for example, I played Kirby Star Allies, and I was just kind of just, like, running from start to finish, you know, level to level. Didn't really kind of lose. I got into the final boss. Where I'd I say that Kirby Star of... Allies was, like, the definition of too boring, those are. Yeah. Or, like, that game, that game, other Kirby games had, like, complete things to collect in every level. But, like, Star Allies didn't. 
while while Forgotten Land not only has difficulty options, but yeah, have you played the demo? I know you're I know that you're waiting on getting the full game, but like just play the demo. It's like you get like three levels, including a boss. One of them's the first level in the game. I'm pretty sure. It's a very very good showcase of what that game's gonna have. It's, it's I'd probably... say it's like the perfect I'd say it's the perfect demo. It shows you the beginning, a good it shows a good first impression. It shows, you know, what to expect from the final game. And once you complete the demo, it even has a little surprise to get you to replay the whole thing again. Honestly, it's, I think it's really at least good. from my um point perspective, I think I'm gonna Whenever I do play the demo, I probably will capture some footage and whatnot, though. Maybe I'll throw that up as a video on my channel um, just separately or something like that. At least I think that's the plan for it, though, but I am on a time clock. I got to do it before yeah. the actual game drops out. But um, yeah, that, that'll people... be the closest thing for me doing um, that, though. I remember Kirby should go open world or Kirby should go 3D. And I'm like, no, it should not. It should not. Well, no, no, not 3D. I've seen people saying Kirby should go open a world, and in my opinion, no. No, it shouldn't. No, that'd be too much. I, feel I like, think that'd be way too no, much. No, just like I the the whole the whole concept of Kirby works so much better as a linear game or like or like not even a linear game, but a objective based game. Just being like going around and doing the the, the gameplay style of Kirby. Yeah, basically Kirby as long is as you're most saying... Kirby Kirby is most fun when you're experimenting with copy abilities, beating up bosses, and just enjoying the, the nice set pieces in every level. Basically, as long as you stay within and, uh, like that realm of like Mario 64 to Mario Odyssey, like the sandbox style, as long as it stays within I would that say, kind of environment, I think it works fine, and you can still keep it pretty linear. Like, I like would honestly base, like you can still do that. I, think that's I would say that. I would say that the game has. An eerily, eerily like similar level design style to 3D World, but the innovation and creativity of like Galaxy in how the levels are like designed. Like you know, like it's got the gimmick. The gimmick of the game is also really fun. The mouthful. Not only is it really funny, get, but it's also, it's also mixed with the gameplay. It's not just like a seat. It's not like the friend abilities in Star Allies where you watch it. Remember those fucking friend circle where you jump a couple times. Yeah. So yeah. I don't so, know if you remember. Um, at least for someone like me who plays, you know, average or based a lot of average games, or some that might be on a little harder side of things, though. For most people, they might be going through the emotions and you know going through the game is really easy though. But the one thing I do like about this game is they have difficulty options, and I was like, oh thank goodness, because when I'm playing this game, I'm putting on the hardest difficulty. Because I even heard from some people they didn't give them too much trouble, but they did have to think about their approach a little bit, I guess, in terms of one of the bosses though. But at least you're not just like cruising through the whole entire game. So at least when I pick up this game. I am gonna put on the hardest difficulty, so that way I can at least make it feel like a more of an average kind of game. Because Kirby games, they're not the most difficult ones in the world, though. But I do like the fact they did put a difficulty um setting on difficulty. this. Difficulty, yeah. It's like it's not even harder, but like, well, it's okay. No, it is like technically harder, but it just it encourages you to like 
do a higher difficulty because you get more of the uh, stars and you use those stars to buy stuff in the main village. So, you know, faster by playing a harder game. It's the perfect difficulty option. I'd say Kirby honestly just feels like the game that Hal has wanted to make for so many years. Or like or Forgotten Land. Yeah. yeah, as you can tell, as you can tell, this is definitely the game I have the most to say about. It's so fun. But yeah, so I guess it pretty much does it in terms of the demo talk. Obviously, we'll talk about the game more. Maybe I'll have Bronto. Bronto, I don't, I don't think I ever had Bronto on my podcast before. I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, shoot, I had Sonic on here like the other week or the other episode ago or something like that. And he hadn't been on here since I rebooted the podcast, though. But at least when that game comes out, and as long as, you know, he's been going through and playing through the game, I gotta get him as, like, he would be technically considered as a guest appearance for the show, though. But I gotta get him on the show somehow, so that way he can uh, talk about about the game. Yeah, because, I mean, he's not, like, one of my regular routines, like you, Mario, Hacks, Sonic U, Alexis, and all of them, though. But yeah, so I guess that basically does it for the current stuff, though. So we'll go ahead and move over. Um, so that's basically it in terms of all the Nintendo news, though. But then we did get confirmation that uh, I State of Play released um, within this past week. And they <laughs> went through and announced quite a bit of stuff. One of them I was really excited for. But then another one kind of hit me. I was like, wait, what the freak? Um, the first thing they came out with was a new game made by um, by Cap- I want to say Square Enix. Capcom. Capcom. It Capcom. And it was Dino Crisis. I was like, wait, what the heck? I was like, no, it was not. Oh wait, no, 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 no. Wait, did I say Dino Crisis? Yes, it is called. It's you have it written down, right, written down too. It's called Exo Primal, but Exo everyone's Primal. comparing it to everyone's Dino Crisis. It to Dino Crisis. Oh my gosh! Even when I wrote down the notes, I still messed that up. Exo yeah, Primal. Golly. I don't, I don't know why they didn't call it Dino Crisis. Like, what the hell, Capcom? Well, maybe it's like. Not- yeah, I, I I don't know. I don't know what they were deciding though, because a lot of people wanted Dino Crisis, but we got Exo Primal as well. But regardless of the fact, I guess you're using like these uh, you know, these dudes. That, they're already in mech suits, and then they go into another mech suit. I'm like, all right, all right, whatever. And you're just fighting like leagues upon leagues of dinosaurs. I was like, you know what? I was like, this and and the game is supposed to be coming out some point in the year of 2023. But I was like, you know what? I'm like, I'm genuinely kind of like, if there was nothing else releasing around the time that this game comes out, I might honestly pick this up. Because I, I do like dinosaurs at the end of the day, though. And then just fighting a whole bunch of them is pretty cool. And then um, you can also, I guess you can um, fight with or play with co-op. I don't know if it's full co-op or what, but you can um, partner with a lot of different people online or like your friends or whatnot, though, and actually, you know, fend off against all these different say... dinosaurs. Most games now nowadays have co-op, though. Yeah. So, honestly, I think it's going to be a really co- full... I mean, I think it's going to be a fun game at the end of the day. But I was like, we'll, we'll have to see how well it holds up between now from when they um, showcased it off to the point of when it releases some point in the year of 2023, though. So, I'll keep my eye out on it because I think that was like the, the one thing that kind of caught most people by surprise. But it is Capcom making this, though, so I don't know. It, it could could turn out to be pretty good. Who knows? But yeah, think, we'll see. We yeah, will we'll see. fucking see. And then after that one, they, they released like a whole... Or not released. They talked about a whole bunch of other games that were... Some were okay, some were sort of kind of mid or whatever, though. But then they caught me. 
They they had one person showing up off of the block. And I was like, bro, I hadn't seen you in like the past 20 years. What the heck you doing over here? And and, and that boy off the block happened to be Konami. And then Konami's like, you know what? It's been like since the 70s. But you know what? I'm here to show out. Because they announced that the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Kawabunga Collection, is coming out to the PlayStation 4. We later found out after the presentation that it is multi-platform. So we'll be going to Steam xbox um all the xbox consoles as well as the nintendo switch i'm like oh thank goodness it's on switch though but this uh, game online. has 13 different games spanning across um the arcade games the stuff that happened on the nes snes and the the genesis i was like whole freaking shoot like they literally had the well, original say- arcade version game up on this thing i'm like oh and now i got my brand new uh arcade fight stick i can actually make it feel like i'm actually in the arcade that is a sick and i'm just surprised they were able to drop out 13 different games for this but what were you about to say steven i was gonna say don't mo- aren't all of them beat-em-ups or i'm trying to think like, aren't no, literally all, all of them, them beat them up? There's three of them in the... I'm trying to remember what's the name of those games, but there's, like, three different games, because I, I think one's on the SNES, one's on the Genesis, and I thought one was another one or something like that, though. But there's three of them in that series that are actually act like fighting games, not, like, beat up games. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested, I guess. I never played any of the TMNT games. What the uh, heck? I don't know. It's, it's cool. Yeah, I know. Listen, I don't know. I was never very interested in them. But, like, it's cool that they're, re- you know, they're re-releasing those games. That's cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. The state of play was honestly kind of stupid for me. I don't know. I didn't really... I feel like nothing in there interested me. 90% I mean, Square Enix, too. Yeah. And honestly, for me, I think the the main... The main highlights was definitely the um the one I want to call Dino Crisis, but it's not, and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles one because going back to the TNMT stuff, yeah, it was thirteen ones. You, you got like Ninja Turtles the arcade, you have Ninja Turtles Turtles in Time, which I heard a lot of good things about that game. I'm glad I'm able going to be able to play it though. They got that one on the arcade. They got the original T um Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on the NES, and then they got um. Hold on, yeah, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, the arcade game, on the on the NES. Then you got the Manhattan Project on the NES. Then you got Turtles in Time on the Super Nintendo. Tournament Fighters on the Super Nintendo. Hyperstone Heist on the Sega Genesis. Tournament Fighters on the Sega Genesis. Follow the Foot Clan Game Boy. Back from the Sewers Game Boy. And Radical Rescue Game Boy. Because honestly, you know, Cap- I'm not Capcom, Konami... You, you, we know how stingy Konami is. They hardly do much have, uh... outside of their pachinko machines and whatnot, though. So the fact they showed up off the block and gave us all those Teenage Mutant... Well, I was going to say that new television series, to my knowledge, ended. And I don't really think there's any content besides this new game. Yeah, it's the new game and the collection that... You know... well, well, people like the early 2000s stuff. The 2004 series as well, a lot. Yeah. A lot of people, a lot of people grew up with that one. But yeah, um, but yeah, that's cool. State of play itself, I wasn't very interested in in the slightest. But you know, to each their own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I at least if I were to rank it on a letter grading system, for me, I put it at a C. 
because obviously it would have been a lot lower if they didn't have the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles stuff and they didn't have that um that thing that looks like Dino Crisis at the very end. Because those were the main two things I pulled away from it. Square Enix did show up quite a bit, and they had a lot of different stuff um that was announced up in there. I'm trying to think. Valkyrie Chronicles was like one of the things, one of the last couple things they ended on and stuff That's like not, that. No, it was like or was it? A, it was like some weird new IP, I think. No, 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 no. I think it was Valkyrie a new Chronicles, I, I know, no, it's technically it an existing IP. Valkyrie Chronicle, if you're thinking about it. No, it that wasn't one, called unless you're thinking no, of it a wasn't, I don't know. It was name. like it wasn't no, it wasn't called Chronicles. It was Valkyrie something. I don't know, man. But the Probably Valkyrie the whatever series. it was, it was a uh established series. It, it was one that's already been a thing though. But Well, I know that. Valkyrie yeah. Chronicles or whatever. Uh it's it's fine. They ended it with that. They they had a, a new trailer for that Final Fantasy game that everyone's been making fun of. Oh, Stranger of Paradise. If you've seen that. Oh, yeah, there's a, there's a new demo yeah, for that, that one, one out that now, one which I think that you can carry over your save progression stuff to the full game, I think. I just, like, that That game looks like the most stupid stuff ever, and I honestly might look at the demo, because, my yeah. God, it looks really funny. I mean, it's probably going to be one of those games where it's either so dumb, I mean, it's either so dumb or so stupid or so bad that it's good that's what it kind of that's the vibe i'm kind of getting from that game it's weird yeah definitely but yeah so i think that's fucking lootly gonna be something like that yeah so i guess that's pretty much it in terms of all the stuff for state of play and that's almost that's about all of the the gaming topics that i had to go through and discuss with y'all today though so quite a bit of stuff that happened within the past couple weeks but nothing super crazy or anything like that though but we'll go ahead and move over to our next few topics um that being uh so about that show so in terms of the shows that i've been watching here lately Honestly, I've been watching um, a little bit of the the Proud Family episodes because uh, I, I was super excited about watching that series, though. And those first few episodes have been interesting nonetheless. I'll, I'll just kind of leave it at that, though. I mean, yes, it is nice to kind of see all the, the voice actors and stuff kind of get back together, though. But they're definitely hitting you with some of those episodes where... You, you know, Proud Family is kind of like one of those shows that basically they always like teach you a lesson at the end of the day, though. And that part of the show has not missed a beat. And so it has been respectable, at least on that front, though. But I didn't necessarily think that we would start off the series hitting kind of that strong that early on with some very interesting topics. And I'll just kind of leave it at that, though. But if you watch the series, you probably know what I'm talking about, though. But oh, wait, hold on. I almost had you on mute. Oh, go ahead and say that. Oh, yeah, it is kind of hey, higher wait, rated. Oh. Is wait, that what you, you said? Why'd you have me on mute? Oh, no, I had you on mute because... Okay. Um, I was saying... Oh, because well, I messed up the transition. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I messed it up. Sorry, I didn't know you were transitioning. I was just going to say, yeah, I, yeah, I. it was like... It's definitely more mature from what I've heard. Uh, I was going to say, I, I know it has a Boondocks reference in it, which is really funny. I, I've never watched the original Proud Family, though. Now, you need to do that because I mean, shoot, that 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 original series hit hard, man. I was like, ooh, yeah, really like that. Yeah, but when I when I seen that clip about them referencing, like, okay, that's pretty funny. Maybe I'll look into it. Yeah, like if I don't know if you if you missed the reference, they reference Uncle Ruckus from that show. 
But yeah, they they've been making they shoot they even went back and made references even to the classic series like they they've been doing it every now and then. Which honestly got me to kind of laugh here and there though because I, I just remember even, a lot of those episodes. Does that even count as a reboot or just like a? It's not a reboot. It's more like a new sequel. This is a sequel. New yeah. Series. Yeah. I was gonna say because like not read it like I don't think anything's redesigned. No, not re- I mean, I the art style is a little slightly a little tweak. But outside of that, it's mostly the same. And it makes me so call back to ass. Bruh, no, we, we can't get into that here, man. We can't get into that here. Especially well, we if we're technically trying to get can. on his street. No, Wait, we, no, no, yeah, no, no, well, no, 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 no. I'm not well, going to allow it. I'm not going to allow it. I'm not going to allow it. I can't. All right, I can't. Right, I can't. Right. I can't. Anyway, well, all I can say is that it has those ele- it has elements that do please me. I can say that. Bruh. But anyway, that's one of the things I've been going through and watching. And um, oh, oh, shoot! The other thing I was I, I was gonna say, which I, it's kind of it's kind of bad that Sonic is not here. But I did uh-huh. recently watch the newest Batman movie that came out, and honestly, I oh. have to say, if I would rank that out of five stars, I give it like two point five. I mean, it didn't do anything crazy for me. I mean, for some people like Sonic Hugh, he said he thought he really liked the he really liked the movie and whatnot though. At least for me personally, I saw some kind of like some plot error or not plot errors, some like plot issues that I saw personally like towards the very okay. end. Like both, for ex- for like, example, oh, okay, we're going into we spoiler territory territory if you hadn't seen the movie yet. Um so I okay. guess tune out for a little bit though. But um towards the very seconds. end of, yeah, for like five, five seconds to tune out. Well, they got the five seconds by now, at least hopefully. Yeah. But yeah. um, but towards the end of the the movie, that you know, like the the main antagonist, the dude that was basically calling all the shots and going through and killing all the different rich people through um Arkham City, um, he was the one that when he finally got locked up in jail, right? And it seemed like Batman yeah. finally got his hands on the bad guy and whatnot, though. Honestly, they could have ended the movie right there because that dude basically accomplished everything that he wanted to do. But at the very end, he just saw it fit to say, you know, what? I'm going to blow up half the city, flood the city for some oddball reason, even after I killed everybody, <laughs> just to kind of add in. He didn't extra kill everybody. Re- I mean, no, not he to kill everybody. Five he killed, people. He killed five people. Yeah, like yeah. He, he was uh. just doing additional damage on top of the stuff that he already did with the targeting of all those rich people, which honestly wasn't really necessary, at least from the motivation of what he was trying to do and what he was trying to accomplish, unless for some reason the dude already knew that Batman was Bruce um, at the end of the day, which he kind of did, but kind of didn't make it seem super... Literally said in in the prison scene, he literally refers to Batman as Bruce like real slow five yeah. times yeah he said Bruce Bruce. but then again if you think he would do that then at the same time he he would have been kind of shocked the fact uh, that he didn't actually say, to successfully kill him so that's why if I you don't remember like, there's a little dissonance right there i don't know if well if you don't remember the entire in the entirety of everything he did all the people he killed uh came back to thomas wayne If you remember, like all of them connected back to Thomas Wayne, you know, he kills the mayor first, you know, he kills the mayor first. Okay, well, the DA doesn't, the DA didn't really connect to it, but he got the next hint, you know what I mean? Yeah. I do like, I do like how everything in that movie is connected. The, like, Cat, Catwoman's friend, the one that... 
was connected to the mayor, and Catwoman herself was connected to Fat Falcone, and Falcone's, of course, connected to Thomas Wayne. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I didn't like, you know how they, you know how they reference that, like, you know, you know, Thomas Wayne sent somebody to kill the, you know, this person had, had dirt on Thomas Wayne, and then he sent Falcone to go kill him. Yeah, I kind of wish that the guy, I, don't know, I was waiting for the plot reveal that the guy who found the dirt was the, the Riddler, and that's why he knew so much, because he mm-hmm. was like. You know, I, I thought the whole plot reveal was going to be that they tried to kill him and failed. And he came, you know, this is him getting his revenge on the yeah. city for, like, not giving him a chance. I guess the, I guess he's just he's just an orphan. He's just a he's just a nobody orphan that, like, was, wow, well, he grew up in the poor part of the city and, you know, I guess had some obsession with Bruce Wayne living up in this tower as an orphan. Yeah, and I guess the other thing I will say about the movie as well is, is at least for me personally, I guess it, it, the movie, for the most part, was a really slow burn. Not too much action. Then again, with most superhero movies, I like a decent amount of action. It doesn't have to be like chock full of it, but when you do it, do it meaningful and impactful. But doing it yeah. at the very tail in the movie, when the dude already accomplished what he did, kind of set a little sour taste up in my mouth. If yeah. you would have done it a little earlier and had some confrontations, with the actual people. I just felt like Batman was playing this never-ending chase, and he still never succeeded. Like, he didn't even have, like, any well, partial moments of, like, oh, okay, think, at least I accomplished oh, something. Can I say something, though? That is very similar to Dark Knight. In Dark Knight, he kind of failed. Like, you know, Joker wins in that movie. Joker, like, well, except for the whole Harvey Dent thing at the end, Joker won. But, like, I really like how, like, it builds tension. Like, you know, like, in certain moments when something big is about to happen, the music, like, swells up and everything, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know, maybe it was also yeah. something about the actor himself. I wasn't, like, super keen on him or whatever, though. I mean, shoot, he even did, like, the okay. iconic line of, like, oh, Batman or something like that. He even do that or something like that. All they kept saying was they kept referring to him as in the shadows and whatnot, though. But I, I will say overall, the movie really do didn't do anything for me personally. I'm kind of glad, honestly, that when I went, I went on like a five dollar night Tuesday to watch it at AMC because I, I would have been pretty upset, and the people also that went with me would have been pretty upset because we all kind of felt the same. Like we we didn't really like the movie that My much. God. But we would have been pretty uh, okay. upset if we paid the regular ticket price for it, though. I have very different thoughts on the movie. I really like it, and I absolutely love all the... T- like, it's definitely a different type of Batman movie, but you gotta remember that Batman is, you know, the world's greatest detective, so matching him against the Riddler... Well, well but is executed really well in this movie and also i don't know i think all the performances i feel like okay tell me if this makes sense i feel like the guy who plays batman is a really good batman but mm. not a very good bruce wayne mm. yes because me and sonic you were talking about this um i think the day after or the day other day after i watched the movie Yes, it's that's the just... one thing that also I nipped in the bud. Oh, wait, can I, oh. Along with the darkness and oh. along with the um, some of the plot oh, can issues. I, uh, oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, and along with some of the plot issues, the thing I really didn't like about the movie is 
when you're dealing with Batman, there's two sides of him that he always had to balance the Bruce, the Bruce side as well as the Batman side. And we yeah. rarely ever got to see any of the Bruce side, and that put a sour taste up in my mouth because normally that... he uses his detective skills, he does what he can with Batman at night, and then does what he can with Bruce during the day to kind of, you know, want to know, yeah, want to know they, what they, I don't like, though. Yeah, what I don't like is how even during the scene where he's watching the camera lens in her eye, he's like still wearing the Batman suit for half of the detective stuff he does. Mm -hmm. Even when he goes, even in the first scene where him and Alfred are de detecting the cipher, he like has the suit on for the first like half of that scene. And also like, of course, the little the like the black makeup he puts on around his eyes as Batman when he takes off the mask, it looks super edgy. No, no, I don't think I was a personal fan of it, but I so here's what I'm gonna say. But like, in my opinion, the stuff with Bruce is like like they don't have a lot of it, but some of it's pretty good. Like you know the scene where he you know the scene where he like goes to Falcone and Falcone like admits the truth of what his father did. Like hiring him yeah, to yeah. kill someone. Yeah, that's an amazing scene. And also, you know, bring up the bomb, and he's like, you know, you could see the rage and like sadness when he realizes what's about to happen to Alfred. You know, and and one of the last I, things I would say that before, scene is great. Yeah, one oh, of the last things I would probably say about the Batman thing before I guess we move on to the next thing, though, is uh, well, I should never kill I, my I have boy really Alfred. Nothing they should never kill my boy Alfred. That's the one they thing. They didn't that kill was a him. Lie. I know, or you know, threaten to kill the man like that. I was like, that, no, that would have been the final straw. They would have killed the man. I would have walked out of the theater. Then and there, I would be like, no, man, you can't do this to me. But yeah, so I, I, I guess I kinda, it's kind of weird how he just leaves the movie. He fucking leaves the movie after, like, you know, he's in that one. Uh, you know, he he says he says the Batman. By the way, Falcone killed your father. Or Falcone had your father killed. And then he just, like, fucking leaves the movie. Right? He like, said, he stays he in that I'm hospital bed for the rest. Whack. He was like, this movie kind of whack anyway. I'm, I'm just gonna chill here. I don't blame the man. I don't blame him. But anyway, though. So I, I, guess know, I like the movie. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I just... Yeah, I mean, I've seen some of the audience score, which audience score seems to be fairly high as well as some of the critics, like, roughly in the 80s-ish. I don't know. I, I just kind of came off with a sour taste from it, though. But that's pretty much it in terms of, uh, I guess, our Batman thoughts or our, like a little small mini-review of the thing, though. And uh, I did have some other stuff, but I guess we've been kind of talking about this quite a bit, so I'll save whatever other little things I've been watching. Like, there's one anime show I've been watching and been enjoying quite a bit. Hopefully, as long as I remember it, I'll try to mention it next week, though. But as always, like what I always traditionally do, if for some reason, if there's any kind of good show out there, whether it be on Crunchyroll, Animation, or maybe Disney Plus, or any other streaming service that I might possibly have, if you got any recommendations, leave them in the comment section down below, because uh, it, if you happen to be the first one, and if there's a way how I can possibly see it, then um, I'll, I'll go ahead and give it a try, and I'll let you know my thoughts on it within the next episode, whenever we get to the, um, to the uh, so about that show segment, though. So that's always out there for whoever happens to be the first one. We'll leave that comment up in there, though. But that's going to basically do it for that segment, though. So we're going to jump over to the um, to the next topic being the uh, what you've been playing. All right. So, shoot. In terms of the games that we've been playing, I've been playing uh, 
honestly a very mixed bag of stuff with the wii u and 3ds eShops closing down that has caused me to go through and play a one 3ds game in particular i did manage to pick up um dylan's dead heat breakers on the 3ds and i now have a new 2ds xl so i've been playing it on that so anytime i'm not playing the switch i might be playing that and then also triangle strategy has came out i think i'm roughly chapter eight right now i just finished a stream going through like chapter seven part two gosh that was a long chapter i think two hours something up in there literally when i was going through the game um there was like one little segment in the game where it was like hey uh this this army nation is coming to your hometown and you got to fend them off but there's so many a number is going to be a losing battle but what you have to do is basically set your whole town on fire in order to defend them off and when you set and burn certain areas up it's like a, it's an instant kill on your enemy and i was like dang because i was trying to lure them in, into these like death boxes and of course the boss who has like like on level 15 and like my average um units are like on level six or seven i was like no there's no way i can fight this woman in a head on head um a head on god i can't even talk in a 1v1 fight there's no way i can beat him so it's designed like you got to get her trapped up in there along with all the other units and i'm like uh shoot i don't know how i'm gonna do this because she keeps going around in the safe areas i couldn't get them going there so i was like you know what I'm, i was like the win condition was as long as not as long as all my units have not got wiped out. I won't lose the battle. So as long as I have one unit still alive at the very end of the battle, I can still win the game. And there's not like permadeath that exists up in there though. So what I did is I lured one of my main units up into the kill bone kill zone box and draw almost a ton of enemies through there, including like the head honcho boss. And I lit that sucker aflame, killed my ally in the process, but took down like eight different people along with the head honcho boss with it. I was like, bro, it was a savage move, but th that game makes you do some like some crazy decision making and some stuff on the fly though. So I've been really enjoying in that game and that that's on my Twitch channel if you want to see how that one played out though. But yeah, so honestly, some really good stuff. I've been playing that and I've been playing a little bit more Dragon Ball Fighter Z because of the fact that um I did get a new fight stick in. So I've been kind of going through and playing through, don't get that broken up into. So that way I kind of get used to how the fight stick kind of operates and getting used to the button placement and stuff. So that way, whenever I start up uh, Persona 4 Arena Ultimax, uh, I'll kind of have, you know, that underneath my fingers already. So I'll be ready to go when that game comes out, though. But yeah, so those are some of the, the games I guess I've been playing recently, though. But yeah, that's about it for me, though. But what about you, Steven? And playing Pokemon Platinum on the side, about just got, which is pretty early, but I've been taking my time with that game. But also, I uh, am playing Demon, got into the second boss. It's demon a very right. yes, I am demoning those souls as we speak. Hmm. Fairly good. It's, Fairly it's good stuff. Wait, where are you at in Platinum it, right now? I'm at Eterna City. Yeah, which is early, I know. Oh, like before you say anything third gym leader town or something like that. Like second second gym leader. Second or oh second yeah, I think yeah, second I think. Second. I'm liking the game so far. Well that's good, because I because you never played platinum before, correct? I didn't. Yeah, so you you, sh you should be in for a good time. You should be in for a good time because that's one of the, the one of the better games in the Pokemon series. I would have to say that along with 
the Gen 5 gangs and Gen 3, 4, 5. Or, you can't go wrong with any of those games. Oh, yeah, I played Emerald for that. And, you know, I did li did love that game. But, like, I, I already knew I was going to like that game. Like, you know, I don't know. Obviously, I, it was... It was oh, I, I never finished it? You know, it? always liked it. I never finished it. No. Ah, okay, I got you. Alrighty. I did like it, though. Yep. And I guess... If that's the last little thing you have to say right there, Steven, that's almost just about going to wrap up the show. Normally, I would do the uh, community questions thing, but once again, I forgot to even throw out a Twitter poll or my stuff at Wait. 28. Uh, what do you want to say? I was going to say one more funny thing uh, regarding Batman spoilers. I liked the now scene. Now you make these people tune out again for a second time, bro? <sighs> Seconds. Okay, I was just gonna say that, like, you know that he meets he, uh, Batman confronts Riddler in Arkham Asylum. I kind of thought it was kind of cringy when Riddler like starts like whining. I thought this would go different. Remember that where like he's like you know, he's telling Batman to just join him, and then Batman's uh -oh. like no. Yeah, and he's and he starts like basically whining. He's like in his cell screaming. I but mean, like, that's when you knew to do what yeah. he's saying. Oh yeah, but like I do like the setup to everything he does, the clues he leaves. Yeah, hmm. very very interesting. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Yeah. I went to go see it. He he liked it. I liked it. Fun time. It was it definitely. I don't know. Everyone talks about. The last thing I'll say. Everyone talks about that movie's length. I feel like it overstayed its welcome, mostly because I enjoyed the detective stuff so much. Hmm. All right. Well, I guess that pretty much does it for this right. one episode. And uh, Mario showing up late here in the comments. Yeah, forget you, man. Forget you, man. But anyway, what no, did he even say? Uh, he says uh, I, I don't even want to mention it because it's something dealing with the the forbidden LL. So I'm not even going to mention it. The forbidden. Yeah, so that that's basically going to do it for the show, though. So if you you know if you really like this episode, make sure to go ahead and hit that like button. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button and that bell. Uh, to stay up to date on anything that I might be dropping out on my YouTube channel. If you happen to be one of my um, be one of my followers that happen to be watching this on a podcast service such as Google, Apple, Spotify, or even Amazon Music, make sure to go ahead and hit a like button over there, or just go ahead and hit that follow so that way you don't miss one of my episodes. And just you know, go ahead and share out the the, the podcast. Just let them know and say, hey, um, someone cool over here uh, name is Megazard X, and uh. We, we just got to go through some of the stuff that happened over the past couple of weeks, talking about the pop culture and, you know, gaming stuff related and anything else we kind of feel like talking about that happened within the past two weeks, though. But yeah, so that's basically going to do it for the Zarkest episode 28, y'all. So remember, y'all, until our video I make next, see y'all.